Episode 9 of High and Tight on Game Time CT. I'm Scott Erickson, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Pete Guaga. What's up, Scott? Glad to be here. I am so glad to be here. Uh, you came from Waterbury last night. Yeah. I was in Middletown last night. I thought about just driving from Waterbury after those two games last night, just coming to the office here and sleeping here. Just sleeping here, might as well have. Yeah, I might have gotten more sleep. Uh, so we have a little day to rest today after we get some a lot of work done. Uh, well, maybe we can get to bed early tonight, because we got Friday and Saturday, we're going to be wall-to-wall baseball coverage for you guys yeah uh we're gonna be doing a lot of fun stuff live facebook live stuff from the games yep. we're gonna be doing the podcast right after the finals yep. end and we're gonna be covering all four games from palmer field yes and maybe some food reviews you know yeah pretzel uh, reviews from palmer might just see some videos of scott and i eating hot dogs so Palmer's concession stand was not open last night. It's not, it wasn't ready yet uh, because they're still in the construction there. But the work they've done at Palmer, that place looks beautiful. The entrance is amazing. Gorgeous, yeah. The field was immaculate. Did you did you stand on? Did you go to the left field? Um, that's not ready either. The patio. It's not ready yet. I, I love that, yeah. and as a baseball fan, I think that's really cool. That's cool. I also think that they should just make that for media because yeah. I think that would be an unbelievable place to take photos and shoot some video. That's a nice um, thought. Yeah. Somehow I think that's not what they have in mind. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of great media stuff, well, a municipal stadium last night was the first time there since they renovated it a couple of years ago. Double-decker press box, full Wi-Fi. It was a great place to watch a game if you're just, you know, a reporter and you're just covering, you don't have to shoot video or photos or anything like yeah. that. But even so, I mean, they, were, just, they did just such a great job there. Yeah. Right? It's the first time I've been there. And uh, so I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to uh, the guys in municipal. They were great, and then Ryan and I got stuck there. And uh, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter. They shut all the lights <laughs> off. They told us to leave through the bleachers. Ryan and I were walking up the first base line. We got stuck at the the right field wall, and uh, it was just a, quite the adventure for Ryan Lacy and I. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Roberts and I were the last ones uh, leaving Palmer last night. They, the lights were still on, though. The, the guys left the lights on for us, but. Let me say the CIAC, these are four great venues that they had last night. Obviously, Dunkin' Donuts Park was amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our friend Sean Bowley was up there. Municipal, Palmer, and Muzzy. I mean, other than the field at Yale, those are really the four great places for baseball in the state. So, awesome locations last night. We had fun crowds. We had good games. We're going to talk about everything and then uh, preview the finals here today. So, let's get right into where you were. Uh, While this game of the night were double L. Um, Absurd. So let's go with the first one there, which was Prep and Cheshire. Right? Was that the yeah, first game? Prep and Cheshire I can't remember was the first game. It was funny. You know, I'm sitting up the, in, the, in the press box, and I'm just getting my stuff all set up because, you know, I'm going to be there all day. And Mark Robbins uh, from Vantage Sports is next to me. Mark, big friend of the program. And uh, he were, and we're talking. I was like, and I pointed out, I was like, this is going to be the best game. I was like, this is the best semifinal. I go right here, Cheshire Prep, best semifinal. Um, I was close. I wasn't wrong. I you weren't wrong. Right. Uh, it's pretty, it was a pretty <laughs> great game. It was I an mean, unbelievable game, but the game that followed was pretty great, The nightcap too. was great, too. But, yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Uh, Cheshire has just been on this run all year. You know, they have two losses this year. Uh, they have four losses this year. Two of them came to Hamden. Yeah. And, like, this is a team that swept Amity. And uh, they've just been quietly just beating everybody. You know, we talk about them here, the kids 
the guys on the team are, are, are big fans of the show, and they reach out to us all the time, which we really appreciate. So we get to talk about them. Yeah. I hadn't seen Cheshire until yesterday. Yeah, I didn't see them until the you know? finals. Yeah. And like they've just, it seems like they've been quietly just beating everybody up. Yeah. And uh, when you have a pitching staff like they have with Ben, DeLabelle, Matt Downing, who pitched last night, and uh, Ben Shattuck, who came in in relief, I mean, that's a pretty good three... Um, pretty good three-headed attack. So I know Cheshire's not surprised to be there, um, to be going to the finals. Uh, they be obviously they beat Fairfield Prep in ten innings last night, which was an instant classic. And we're going to get into that a little bit. But I don't think they're surprised that they're there. And you know, teams say that all the time. Like, no, we expected to be here. So their coach. I truly yeah. believe that Cheshire knew how good they were going into this year. They needed a couple things to fall their way, mainly the pitching. But they knew how good they were, and just no one else was paying attention. Yeah, you know, the coach said to me after the game, we never would have expected to make the state semifinals. And I said to him, really? I said, because we all thought you were really good. And he said, no, we had a lot of questions. And that just goes to show, like, so we think they have a couple good players back. But they had questions. They had, you know, a new guy playing third, a new guy playing first, a new guy playing right. And those kids turned out to be really good players. And like you said, the pitching staff behind De LaBelle filled in nicely. Cheshire has earned their spot in the final. You beat Prep and you beat Staples to get there. It, you've it, earned it. If Cheshire wins on Saturday, they should be the number one team in the state. I, think I don't with, think that's a without question. question. If they can also get by Ridgefield, yeah, they have an, um, they've had an unbelievable road. I mean, they beat New Canaan too, and New Canaan was was a pretty good team coming out of the FCA. And Glastonbury was not yeah. bad either. They yeah. they've beaten some really good teams to get here. Now with the game, that was bananas. Yeah, that game was wild. Uh, you know, prep goes up quickly. Dan Falcaro hits a solo home run, moonshot, and uh, Cheshire comes right back the next inning. Two run base hit by uh, by, uh, by Shattuck. Um, back to that, another sack fly. They get a sack fly in the sixth to go up four to one. All while Matt Downing is just absolutely mowing down prep. Now, prep has had their struggles at the plate recently against better opponents. They put up fifteen. Excuse me, put up fifteen against Norwalk. They put up seven against North Haven in the SEC semifinals. They kind of exploded late. But other than that, you look, one nothing against Hampton, one nothing against Hampton. They beat Southington 4-1, one nothing against East Hartford. They've had these struggles to play. Matt Downing was keeping them off their toes. They didn't really hit the ball hard against him until we get to the seventh. Yeah. And they load the bases. Um, they take out Downing. They go to Shattuck. Against Will Lucas, and you know we've talked about Will a lot. Will's one of the best players in the state, and and he hit an RBI. He had a bases clear three RBI double. It was weird at the time. It some people thought the ball was foul. Some thought it was fair. I've seen video footage. Vantage Sports had it. The ball was clearly fair. Right. Okay. It was just clearly fair. It was just very weird the way that the umpires rotated. Nobody really knew what was going on. If you look at my video, I just like pan out because I don't know where to look because. Are the kids scoring? Nobody calls it fair. It was just very weird. I find sometimes, and this is not to be critical of the umpires, but sometimes they get into these three-man rotations, which they haven't been in all year. And when a play happens, they're not always moving to the exact spot that they should. But that's not always their fault. The ball was fair, and it's like Coach uh, said after the game. He's like, he gave up a, a, a double to a good hitter. And we have to move on. Right. And they did. And Ben Shattuck did. He goes in. He goes three and a third. And he just locks them down. Just unbelievable, gutsy performance out of the bullpen. Cheshire gets um, the single late by Ian Battaglia. Infield's in. He rips it past it. Runner scores. And Prep goes down in the 10th. Cheshire's going to the finals. 
and you know what? I thought the game was rolling, and I'm like, there's no way Prep's going to be able to score. Prep's going to be able to score. They get the three-run hit. I said to the uh, to the uh, kid next to me, Spencer from the Record Journal, we were talking, and I, and I just turned to him and I said, I said, in the in the bottom of the uh, in the bottom of the eighth, I said, if Prep doesn't score here, I go, Cheshire's going to win this game because Prep has struggled at the plate. Yes, they scored four runs yesterday. Three came on one swing. Right. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah, been yeah, struggling yeah. to piece it together towards the end of the year, and they had their shot. They had the momentum in the eighth. They didn't get it. I was like, I think this is Cheshire's game to lose at this point. Yeah. And Ben, Ben, and Ben pitched great. Um, Cheshire's going to the finals, and and Fairfield Preps go, are, are going home. It's a great year by Prep. They won the school's first SEC title. They didn't win the school's first. Uh, state title, but they lost two games all year. They won 22, 23 games. Single they have an unbelievable kid. Single elimination baseball is dangerous. That said, when you can win, it's so impressive. So impressive. And, and, and this double L field, as we said before the tournament, was loaded. Yeah. I mean, loaded where you had first round matchups that could have been finals. Yeah. Like, So anyone that makes a run through this and what Ridgefield has done. And what Cheshire has done is so impressive. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the Ridgefield game. So uh, like, you so, 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 so yeah. yeah, your game ends. It's like you're like, oh, that's the game of the year we just saw here. But, yeah. Well, you tweeted <laughs> me. You're like, that's an instant classic. It's the classic. Yeah, that's and it. Then, and then I'm not going to top this. I'm just, like, this is nice little breezy. Hopefully, next hour and a half we get it in for deadline, and I'm and I'm home early. Ten innings later. Ten innings. <laughs> I spent twenty innings of baseball in Municipal Stadium to not have any pretzels. Okay, I was grumpy. <laughs> But the pretzels were lacking. I, uh, I'm so upset. I know. I know. I know. I'm upset against you when there's no pretzels. <laughs> but do you get more upset if there's no pretzels or if there's terrible pretzels? Normal game, I'd say terrible pretzels get me more mad. But I was there for 20 innings. I would have eaten a crappy pretzel. You would have eaten a crappy. Okay, yeah. You, you, you would have taken anything about. Yeah, that. exactly. So anyway, Richfield. Amity Richfield. I mean, this is. You got Amity, who's been to six straight semifinals. Five straight. They're going for their six straight finals appearance. Number one, that's the most impressive thing in high school sports in the last however many years that you want to think. It's just, it's just crazy because of the nature of the tournament. Exactly, because yeah. it's, it's a sport that has to, supposed to be played for series, and they just keep winning. That said, Richfield, great, unbelievable pitchers duel between Alex Price, and I feel like he gets lost a little bit because they lost, but John Lipinski pitched so good. unbelievable for Amity. So good. He closed out the South Windsor game. Used like, he threw like three pitches. And comes in a junior, and he pitches unbelievably well in the game. Richfield gets a sack fly early. Pat Winkle gets the RBI base hit for uh, for Amity, and it was either the third or the fourth inning, and that was it. I mean, Alex and John just went head-to-head, and then... Then it's like, oh, they gotta go to the bullpens. It's like, okay, well, Richfield brings out Matt DeLuca, who's who beat Staples this year. He's thrown a no hitter, thrown two one hitters, and Amity goes to uh, uh, to Ben Lodek, who's their ace. Not bad. So like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you wonder why those teams are in the semifinals. Yeah, but I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, we're gonna go 14 innings. Yeah, like we're we're gonna get we're gonna play a whole another game with these guys in. I was like, this is never gonna this is never gonna end. And um, you're looking for bagels by the end of the time. Oh time. God, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Richfield had guys on, Ben pitched out of it. Yeah. Amity got guys on, Matt pitched out of it. You know, it wasn't the cleanest extra innings. Like, they got guys on, but DeLuca and Lodek 
locked down and got out. Struck they uh, pretty sure Ben struck out five of the first six guys he faced in, in extra innings. Right. And then, you know, it comes across, um, you know, it's a slider, ball gets in the dirt, you know, wild pitch, game winning run scores, Richfield's going to their first ever state finals. That's so crazy. I mean that's just baseball though, isn't it? That the game like that is played, it's such an epic game and then wild pitch. Yeah. Gets game I mean, you know, Sal Sal said it after the game. He's like he's like, you know, I feel bad, you know, Amity ben, coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amity coach. Ben, Ben. What makes Ben strong is that he, he's not going to blow you away, but he throws four different pitches for strikes. Right. So Sal was confident. You know, I talked to him after the South Windsor game, and that's you know what he said. He, said, he has four pitches. You know, I don't mind calling any. And he called a slider, and and he even said he goes he goes that's on you know that's a risky call by me. Yeah. He goes, I feel bad. He goes, that's a risky call. But you know, on he, me. you have confidence. But he in has your confidence kid. in his guy. Confidence in your catcher. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, I mean, the ball just got away, and uh, the game-winning run scored, and my day ended. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it was just unbelievable. Did, your, your day did not end. Yeah, that well, that's true. Out. Yeah, the Cheshire video wasn't even on. Anyway, um, so that was that. I mean, that was it. Was uh, it hasn't really actually even fully sunk in. Yeah, you saw uh, two, two such games. wild games. Yeah, yeah, two such wild games. I had to go home and work, and then I slept, and I got drove here. So I'm still like, a, you know, it was it's just. I like to push my work because I think it's good. But go online and watch those videos. Those games were absolutely insane. Great plays defensively by each team. Uh, John Balaka, the left fielder for Amity, threw a runner out at the plate on a freaking dime. Like kid at the base, he's rounding third. I understand why he was sent. It's a 1-1 game. He's got to make a perfect throw. No cutoff, no nothing. Hits Pat Winkle right in the glove. Pat was just waiting there. Come here, come here. Boom. Tag. Then he makes a diving catch in the, in, in, in the seventh inning. They just made all these plays. Amity tries to hit and run. Kid jam shot, pops it up to, to Price. He makes the play behind the mound, doubles the kid up at first. I mean, there were just so many good plays in both of the double-O games that just kept the games, you know, you're like, is someone going to score? Yeah. It's high and drama. It's, it's, it it's is. A type, it's a type of drama you love in baseball, and that's why people say it's slow or it's boring. When you're watching a game like that, it is there's anything but no. slow and boring. I didn't want to so move. so many little things that yeah. happen in the course like, of the I game. Like, I could have, like, uploaded the Treasure video during the Ridgefield Amity game, but it was like, if I go up to the press box and I miss something, like... One, I'm going to be mad if I missed it for, for highlights, but I'm going to be mad that I didn't see it. The videos like, you got from Double L and the videos that Sean Bowley got from L, awesome. I mean, yeah. just awesome stuff. I think, you know, and also we had every game covered on Game Time. So we were there for every all one of those semifinal time. games you can find a write up on, yeah. on Game and, Time. We covered I mean, it every was an game. unbelievable, unbelievable day um, in Waterbury, in Hartford, at Muzzy, Bristol, and, and at Palmer Field. It was just. It was high drama the entire game. I mean, even when prep was down four to one, Will Lucas is up with two strikes and two yeah. outs, and it's like if he grounds out, the game's over, and everyone's like, "Oh, Treasure won four to one," but it's like that was a lot more than just you know a four to one game. And obviously, he ties the game, and then you're not moving. Nobody right. moved. It was how can you unbelievable? And the end of that game was great because the Amity and Richfield fans show up. They're packing the bleachers. And, like, you got, like, this, like, who does Amity really want to go? You know, if Amity, in their mind, they're like, we win, who do we want to face? Well, Cheshire beat us twice and Prep beat us twice, so who do you want? But it was cool because the Amity kids showed up and they all lined the right field fence. So, like, you look over and there's just all this gold in right field. But enough about those. So before the tournament, we made some picks. Yes. We were both wrong. Yes. I I had Prep, you had Staples. Yes. So let's just wipe that away. Yep, that didn't happen. (laughs) That didn't happen. Uh, What we're going to do here, instead of making picks, we're each just going to take a team. 
in each class. Yeah, so and, yeah, and fight for them on why not fight, but but this is why if this team wins, this is it, this is the reason why they're going to win. So who's your pick? And uh, you take you you can get first pick in double. All right, I'm going to take Treasure. It's your boy. Um, yeah. It's my boys. Um, shout out Rams, but. You know, we've talked about them. We've said how great they are. And all year they've just been proving us wrong. You know, we didn't pick them to beat Staples. Right. You know? I mean, I didn't. No, neither of us did. And then to beat We thought they could, but we We thought they could, but but I didn't. Yeah, we didn't pick them. And, you know, shame on us. Shame on me for not believing in in Treasure. So, but they're going to win on Saturday because Ben DeLabelle is on full rest heading into the game. I don't know who Ridgefield is countering with. With DeLuca pitching an inning in the third last night, but they also have Arts. Right. Um, so I don't know who Richfield's going with. I do know. Well, I don't know officially, but obviously, you know, it's going to happen. Ben is on full rest. Yeah. Ben DeLabelle is on full rest. And I've said this all year. He is what makes Cheshire go. Yeah. And I don't know what he... I don't know if he's going to go out and, and let no runs up. I don't know if he's going to go out and let seven runs up. But I know that Ben DeLabelle is not... They're not going to lose that game. He is going to drag them to a double L championship and end his high school career on that note. We've talked about him all year, and I've said it all year. If this was another year, Ben DeLabelle would be hands down the best player in the SEC. Right. But you, when you were in a year with Will Lucas and, and Pat Winkle and, and Joe Mancini, there's so many different names that you feel like Ben kind of gets left beside. This is going to be his moment to shine, and I this kid does not shy away from that. And I'll say, you know, I'm not taking Cheshire just because we're taking different yeah. sides, but Cheshire hasn't won since 93. That's a great baseball town. Yeah. To have not won a state championship since 1993, which, by the way, was my senior year in high school. <laughs> to let you know how old. Can I tell you how old I was? Yeah, how old were you in 93? I was three. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was playing in a state uh, in the class L state tournament <laughs> in 1993. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Cheshire hasn't won since then. Um, you make great points about them. Here's why I think Ridgefield's going to win. They've ridden this pitching the entire tournament. They've allowed four runs in the entire tournament. That is dominant pitching. Yep. Now Price is obviously not going to be pitching, but when you have Deluca and Arts, both of whom you can go to, you can start one. You can bring one in relief. Those are two really good arms to have. Uh, they're loaded with seniors. Look, I'm not going to be surprised no matter who wins this game. Mm-hmm. I think Richfield has a great shot to take their first... This is their first trip to a baseball state championship. The school's on an unbelievable spring where they're going to be playing for four state yeah. championships on Saturday, which is crazy yeah. in four spring sports. But I think that they're going to go in there and can hang with Cheshire all the way. And um, I think it'll be their pitching that... That carries them yeah. if they're gonna look. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game either way. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be a two to one, three to two type game. Um, maybe even one nothing. Who knows? But coach said it last night. They have Alex Price, and yeah. Alex Price is John Snow. And if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, <laughs> you want John Snow on your team. You want John Snow on your team. All right, let's move over to Class L. Uh, we get the CCC final. We never about had about time. Congratulations to the CCC for finally getting a tournament. Yeah, you got a championship game de facto. Uh, Windsor and Weathersfield. These are two rivals. Hopefully, they bring a bunch of fans down. They're the standalone game on Friday. Um, Middletown's not far from these places, so hopefully they bring people down. So last night, Alex Rosario for Windsor was just dominant as we thought he'd be. 12 strikeouts, 3 hits, also drove in the game-winning run on a sacrifice fly. Obviously, 
the play of the game, which everyone's talking about. Sean got the video, which ended up being on Sports Centers. Only thing. number three, though, Sean. Only number Only three. Only number three. Only number three. <laughs> Wasn't as good as Rock, Paper, Scissors. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but it was Alex's brother, Isaac Rosario, who was diving into the stands. Yep. Real dive onto the tarp and into the bleachers. Yep. Made one of the best catches you'll ever see in a high school game. The fact that it came in a state semifinal is, is, is just amazing. so yeah. awesome. And helped out his brother. And helped out his brother. Uh, and brought them to a state championship game. Uh, Windsor hasn't won it even longer. It's been since 1991. And that's you know another... how old I, I was then? Yeah, how old? I was one. Oh, my oh God. God. I was a sophomore <laughs> in high school. <laughs> one. You were one. Yep. <laughs> little Petey Pags. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a lot littler than I am now. Uh, so Windsor beat Branford one uh, nothing. Branford had a great run this season. We thought they'd be a you know, we again this is SEC and we talked about it. Branford you know we'll talk about Guilford in the other semifinal. But it's like there's SEC teams that you don't really they're not the top guys. They don't have the big names. But all of a sudden it's like they get the tournament time and they're battle tested. Yeah, you know you can play in these games. And I mean, and this is the first year in five or six years I believe where there hasn't been an SEC team in the L final. Yep. It's been a while, so that's a that's a division that they've usually dominated, or at least it's either been Notre Dame, team in. it's been Notre Dame, West Haven, or, or North Haven. I think the last right. five or six years have been pretty impressive. Um, so they both they made the semis this year. They just happened to yeah. fall. Uh, Windsor's a really strong team. They only have one loss. This or they have two losses, one loss in state, um, and they beat the team they're going to play in the final, Weathersfield. But I was we'll, at that game. We'll that get was, to that in yeah. a minute. Uh, and the other semi up there, uh, Weathersfield. Uh, beat Guilford four to one, uh, number ten Guilford. Uh, so Weathersfield's one of the two double digit seeds that's made a final. We thought some double digits would get in there. They are one of the two with a double digit seed uh, attached to them who got in. Uh, Kyle Bukowski pitched five shutout innings, gave up three hits, uh, and Jimmy Sullivan had the huge hit. The most exciting play in baseball to me is a bases loaded triple. People don't get behind the triple as much as they should. They love the long ball. Nothing's as exciting as watching a kid round all the bases, go head first in the third, get fired up, pop his I'll take. Up. I'll say anytime it's a base clearing hit. Yeah. Because it's usually a double or a triple. Yeah. Because like Lucas had the base clearing double, and he got the second base, and he was going wild. Anytime it's a base clearing type hit, I'll, I'll back you on that. And the, well, the triple is just personally. Oh yeah. Play. So Jimmy. I Sullivan. never had a triple. Really. Oh, you don't have much speed. Come on. I saw you moving How much that. speed do you I think saw you I trying have? to flee the building during the fire drill. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, had wheel, I, I had wheels. I had some triples. Pretty sure head. I got thrown out once trying for a triple, and my coach was like, you, do you think you can, you think you're allowed to be here? You think, in what world do you think you could be here? And my coach was my dad. <laughs> uh, Weathersfield's only played in one final ever. Uh, that was 05, where they lost to Berlin. Um, but look, when you get two rivals going in a championship game, again they played in on April eighteenth. Uh, Windsor won fourteen to four, but that was a long time ago. That was a long time and, ago. And you were but, at that game, and this I think. Well, the thing is, Rosario is not going to be able to pitch in the finals, right? Right. That, that's huge. Yeah, but it was Rosario versus Blaisdell. Yeah, and Blaisdell's really good. He's one of the three uh, guys on Weatherfield who's going to Division One. Right. Um, I obviously think it's a different game. I think Weatherfield is obviously a completely different team. They right. were they were chirping all year yeah. about how good they were, and um, they backed it up. Yeah, I, I think we'll see Blaisdell. I know he came out of the bullpen yesterday. I think Blaisdell's the guy we're going to see. Yeah, uh, in the finals, but you know, we'll I uh, uh, will see. 
Yeah, it's great for the CCC to put two teams into the final, and I really hope that that game draws a lot of people. It's, it should be a beautiful night on Friday. Yeah. No excuse we'll be there. not to come down. Pete and I will definitely be yeah, there. come say hi. Come say hi to us. Oh, and anyone that wants to say hi to us, really. Yeah. We love I talk to anybody. saying hi to people. <laughs> he will talk to anybody. It's true. Literally anybody. It's very true. All right, so I'm going to pick first here, uh, and I'm going to go with the chalk, and I'm going to take Windsor. Uh, I just think Windsor has been the best team in that conference all season. They've been one of the top five teams in the state all season. They're play, they've played for this moment. This is what they've got. It sucks. It doesn't suck. I mean, it's great that they're playing a rival, but you know, Weathersfield has a better shot against them, I think, being a rival from the same conference than some team that had never played them before. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean by that? Because yeah. they're familiar with them and they know what, how to play them. They know each other really well. They know each other really well, but... I'm going to take Windsor here. I just think that this tournament laid out so perfectly for them. I'm surprised I didn't pick them, you know, to win it all. I picked Watertown. Uh, again, another Waterford. failure. Waterford, sorry. I picked Waterford. Who do you have in L? Hand? I Hand. Hand. So we both lost that one also. <laughs> um, but in my pick here, I'm going to go with Windsor just for those reasons. I, I just think that they... And they're going to make a claim as the number one team in the state. I think the double L winner should be the number one team in the state. Well, but if Windsor wins a state title with one in-state loss... You could make the argument for the You could make the argument for them. I, I, but I think, I think Cheshire's wins are... Oh, okay. If Cheshire. Cheshire wins, I think Cheshire's wins are way more impressive. And I think Ridgefield... Anyone that went through that double L tournament and came out of those conferences, I think, deserves yeah. the number one. But there will Windsor, I think, will get a vote or two... And I don't think that it's outrageous if they win this and they do get a vote. I don't think no. that's crazy. I don't think uh, so. So tell me why you think Weathersfield can, can win this game. I think this is a completely different team than when they met on April 18th, uh, beginning of the year. There was a lot of hype surrounding Weathersfield, and they, their fans would chirp me about yeah. how good they are and everything like that. And, you know, I went up to see them, and they got... Windsor gave it to them. Yeah. But... This is a completely different team from when they played. So you look at a guy like Jimmy Sullivan, who is so soft-spoken. What a nice kid. Yeah. He's very soft-spoken, but he is a ball player. Lefty, right? Lefty. Yeah. Going to, he's playing at the University of Virginia. Is he really? Yeah. Going to be, I he's did not one of know three that. players going Division One on Weatherfield, including Blaisdell and shortstop Tyler Fox. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know he was going to EVA. They have so much talent. And it honestly, look, they, when they lost to Weatherfield, then they lost two out of their next three after that. They kind of hit a little bit of a tailspin. But they're 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 getting ready. Yeah, this is a completely different team. They're hot now. They're hitting. Um, they want another crack at Windsor. They wanted another crack at Windsor after that game in April. Um, and I'm I'm gonna go with I uh, you know, you play a team. It's your rival. You throw everything out the window. I'm taking Jimmy Sullivan, Blaisdell, Fox, the rest of that team. They they want to play them. They want to beat them. I'm going Weathersfield. That would be an amazing story for that school if they could pull that off. And it's always fun when a team can win a, a championship, you know, in a sport they haven't taken it down before. Yeah, and with so much talent. I mean, there's just so much talent on that team that, you know, talent. Look, Windsor's very good, but I think Weatherfield's talent uh, will supersede that. I and mean, Windsor's allowed three runs in the tournament. Uh, that's not bad. No, it's, I'm, I'm very interested to see who Windsor is going to go with in the finals, though, because Alex is going to be... That is the one thing, that their ace is spent. Um, you know, you make that decision. Well, you want to get there. Right, you want to get there. So Cheshire obviously had the leisure of, you know, throw Ben, you know, in the quarters and then bring him back in the finals. 
Ridgefield went a different way, having Price go in the, se- uh, the first round of the semi, uh, second round of the semis. Well, you know, you make your choices, but when you have a deep Price, pitching staff, you, you have about that Price option. talking to Coach yesterday after the game, and he even said, he, you know, because he had that really rough start in the SCAC quarters when he sure. got beat up by Ludlow. And Coach said, you know, I think he was a little embarrassed, and I, I think I think him sitting that first round game and kind of letting him collect himself has made him a much better pitcher. And we said, you know, I think you said before the tournament started that once Price gets on the mound, coming off that horrible loss to Ludlow, that he was going to be locked in and fired up, and he sure has he been. Was, he was unbelievable yesterday. I, eight and two-thirds, he hit his pitch limit. I mean, when you see stuff like that, him and, and, and John Lipinski, when you see performances like that, you're just like, oh. Like this is it's unbelievable. And, it's, you know, it's it's the it's what you expect when you get to this point in the state tournament. Elite baseball. Yep. You know what I mean? Like uh, when I saw right. Cheshire Staples, that was an elite baseball game. Elite yeah. plays were made by both teams. Uh, and then again, Cheshire's had what feels like state finals the last two games. They've <laughs> anyway. been yeah, Cheshire's basically been playing in the state finals their last two times out. Yeah. Uh, I was at the class M games. These ended up being the least competitive games of the night. Uh, but still, there was I some, think that, some good I think it was a surprise. There. I mean, even though it was, like you said, it was the least competitive. I mean, if we're going to start with Seymour St. Joe's, I think that was a surprise. I'm not saying it was an upset, but I'm thinking well, St. Joe's getting shut out. That I was, a, was surprise. a surprise. So this was the second game of the night, and in between games, we were talking about the press box about what you know an over under would be for this game. And if you look at major league over and unders, like nine runs is a lot for an over under. Yeah. So we said, oh, it's going to be twelve. Just based on what both teams had done coming in, St. Joe's had scored double digits in every game, and this, uh, you know, they go out against Seymour and they don't score a run, and they get four hits. And Austin DeRosa was so good at keeping them off balance. He threw changeups and fastball counts, kind of worked backwards. When you do that against an aggressive hitting team, which obviously St. Joe's is. Uh, they got a, they got to him a little early, and then the rest of the game, he completely had them shut down to the point where you once they got a few runs on the board, you're like, St. Joe's, I don't think he's going to come back from this anymore. And it was crazy because St. Joe's pounded the ball more than any team in the state yep. this year, just putting up crazy, crazy runs. And when we said that the over-under was 12, like that sounds crazy, but it was pretty realistic. Yeah. And, you know, if St. Joe's had been able to score some runs, they, they would have hit that. But <laughs> Seymour... Completely outplayed them in every facet of the game last night. Nick Traeger was, uh, I'm sorry, not Nick Traeger, John Chacho. Four for four, three RBIs, uh, and scored two runs. They're a really good team. And I think going up against Walcott, again, this is an all-NVL final now. This is an all-NVL final. We got an all-CC final, we got an all-NVL final. The NBL's got more teams than anyone in the championship games. Well, that's what happens (laughs) when some schools play in lower divisions, and they should. Yes. Um... But this was a great win for Seymour Baseball. Really, really awesome for them. Tough way for St. Joe's to go out because, and you can tell Ch- uh, Jim Chavez, their coach, was was upset. He's like, yeah, I just stopped. Like, the hitting just stopped. Yeah. Like, at, that, at that point, there's just, at some point, you just, nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And, you know, and well, Austin's pitching that good. And you just got to tip your cap. And, and it's not sustainable baseball to expect that you need eight runs or nine runs to win every game. Yeah. At some point, your pitching has to step up. Absolutely. That was always a tough part for St. Joe's this year. St. Joe's really young. They're the only yeah. losing two starters. All their best players are juniors. Yeah. They will be back uh, probably in this tournament next year. They're going to be one of the best teams in the FCC. They're not going to get bumped up to Clemson? 
And if you don't win, you don't usually get bumped up. So uh, I know there are some <laughs> in the press that would not want any school choice <laughs> playing time. I don't, but that's a whole that's a whole other conversation for another day. Um, and then my boys would walk it. Yeah, I just want to also mention uh, Christian DeJarnett, uh, the number three hitter for Seymour and the leadoff hitter, who is their catcher. Zach Edwards hits leadoff. Those three guys, along with Chacho, were really, really excellent. So last time a catcher, a catcher, like, catcher in the majors hit leadoff. Uh, this year, JT Realmuto hits leadoff once in a while. But like an actual leadoff hitter, it had to be like Jason Kendall. Remember him? Jason Kendall did on yeah. those really bad Pirates teams. Well, and this guy's on a really bad Marlins team. Uh, so there sure. you go. You can just stick him wherever. <laughs> Catchers who lead off. That Catchers might be. Lead off. We might have to make T-shirts for that. So I like Zach Edwards caught my eye immediately, and he came through. He hit really well, and he played great behind the plate too. And then yeah, Walcott. Walcott was the team you actually picked. I did. I, well, I picked him in the NPL too. Yeah, you picked them in the NBL, and you picked them. Actually, picked them to win this, and they are in the final. It's our only one. It's the only one we got. <laughs> but I was so impressed seeing them in person. Yeah. First of all, the way they look—they're wearing clean white uniforms with like red script. It's classic, no frills. But they had the best uniforms of the night by far. Anyway, on the field, they are really solid. They got solid pitching. They got a lineup that hits all the way through. They were one of the better teams that I saw this season. And this is a team coming out of the NBL and coming out of Class X. I showed them against Bacon uh, yeah. in the quarterfinals. And they were all over Ledger early. Um, you know, Ledger got a couple of hits in the first inning, but after that, Walcott built up the lead, and then Ledger was able to get a few runs late, but the game was already out of hand. Uh, this is where Nick Traeger for Walcott had a triple. Next at bat, bunt single. Two of my favorite things, and he did them back to back. A triple and a bunt single was not trying to sacrifice. He, the kid was playing way back and he bunted. Uh, he had two RBI and he scored a run. The bottom of the order for Walcott was what got it going. It was the seven hitter Jeff Nickel, the eight hitter uh, Santonio Serralo, and the number nine hitter Anthony Ligi. And I asked the coach after the game if those guys had been doing that all season. He said they haven't been doing anything because it's been the weakest part of our team. And I challenged them to get hits. And then he said something weird to me. He goes, I gave each of them three peanuts to put in their pocket before the game. And for some reason, I didn't follow up on this. And when I went back and was listening to the interview later, I was like, what's he talking about, peanuts? I don't know what that what he meant. Watertown's got the rock. Wolkett's got peanuts. <laughs> Wolkett's The kids have peanuts. The bottom three hitters <laughs> apparently have each had three peanuts in their pocket. Well, they better keep the peanuts. I don't even know. I don't know if it was a metaphor. I don't know if it was a real Look, peanut. if if they actually had I gotta find real peanuts... I challenge the Wolkett fans to just have, like, bags of peanuts there on Friday night. Like, you know, uh, like in the Yankees, they have the judges, the judge people out in right field. Yeah. Just be the peanuts. Be the Wolkett peanuts. And just bring a bunch of peanuts. Don't throw them on the field. But just bring a bunch of peanuts. Don't throw them on the field. And keep them away from animal analogies. <laughs> oh, that is true. Uh, yeah, I, I, they might sell peanuts at, at Palmer. I'm not sure if they sell peanuts. Maybe in the new, in the new snack bar they might sell yeah, peanuts. Yeah, they might. Um, anyway, so this game, going into this game, uh, Walcott and Seymour, it's an NVL game. I am pretty excited to see this one. You know, yeah, this should be a good one. Seymour wasn't a team I was thinking about coming into this, but now that they're playing Walcott, um, I think it's going to be a really great game. Uh, and they played an 8-7 game this year, earlier this year, that Seymour was losing... I think seven nothing, right? Is that I think that's I right. Believe so. and they came back and won the game eight seven. So they've already beaten Walcott this year. Yes, and I'm going to let you finish about why. Um, well, you think who do you pick for for class F? 
for class M. You want me? To oh, go I, no, no, I'll, I'll take Seymour. Okay, I'll take. I, I love Walcott, but I'm going to take Seymour here. I just, I just think they're running hot, and when a team's running hot like that, I just think that they can pull off the upset. Um, you know, it, just, it's a number nine and a number three teams that know each other, so this game could go either way. But I just, I'm just going to say Seymour. Also, I know that you've already picked Walcott yes. to win it, so I can't possibly take them. <laughs> so obviously, I'm going with Walcott because I've been picking them all year. Now, here's Walcott's regular season schedule. Win, 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 win. And they lose to Seymour, they lose to Watertown, they lose to Holy Cross. Three straight games, all one-run games. Then, win, 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 win. And the tournament, win, 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 win. Right, duck, duck, goose. This team is hot. Yeah. Okay, minus the three games in the middle of the season. This team is hot. Saw them against Bacon, they went down early, roared all the way back. Walk it, and if Jack Drury is pitching, he pitched uh, the Bacon game. He's pitching in the finals, I would imagine. He didn't pitch last night, so I would yeah. assume he's pitching. He's a great hitter, too. What, yes. a, what a slugger that kid what a, is. What a good two-way player. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my Eagles like I have been all season. Side note, shout-out to Seymour because I, they said I didn't give them enough credit in my NBL baseball story. I know I brought it up <laughs> last week. I'm going to bring it up again. I was wrong. He was wrong. You were right. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to the Wildcats for getting to the finals. Yeah, and and Walcott won it two years ago. So yep. the, the, these kids, some of those kids were on this team, you know, yep. sophomores, and that makes a big difference when you get to these games, having mm-hmm. been in the atmosphere because the, the atmosphere is going to be a little bit different on Saturday when you actually get on the field. You know, even if those those teams played at Palmer the other day, it's going to be different at yeah. the finals. It just feels different. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, I'm looking forward to all these games, but that M final after seeing those teams the other night, <clears throat> last night I'd only seen St. Joe's going in. I'm really excited to see Walcott and Seymour. And yeah, that's going to be a really fun game. That might be, I mean, the double L game I think is going to be well, that's a, the marquee, a, a, the sure. marquee game. Sure. But if I pick another game to watch, uh, I think M. Oh, L's really good. L's really, you know, All of our finals are so good. The finals really played out well yeah. in the sense that you have two games that are between conference rivals. You get two games between just huge SEC, FCAC programs, yeah. and then you get the private school, public school <laughs> in Class S, which everyone loves. So yes, we, we get a little bit of everything for everyone here. Uh, let's move over to Class S. Um, we get Coventry, number five Coventry, number six Notre Dame West Haven. Notre Dame West Haven obviously pulled the upset of Holy Cross, uh, seven to five. Um, you know, I think. I don't know. I don't. Did you pick Holy Cross? I did pick to Holy win this. Cross. I mean, I did. look, hard not to pick them. They had such a great year. Uh, Notre Dame West Haven coming out of the Notre Dame Fairfield. Notre Dame Fairfield. I'm yeah. sorry, coming out of. Like I said, we're on limited sleep. We are. This is. <laughs> I think that might have been our first slip up too. Not, <laughs> not bad. Uh, Forty minutes in before we slipped up. Yeah, so Notre Dame Fairfield uh, coming out of the SWC. It's going to be a really tough, tough team, uh, and they've won state championships before yep. too. Uh, Coventry uh, has not won a state championship before. This is a great run for this school out of the NCCC. They're the only school for the NCCC that's playing in the championship this year. Um, let's go through each semifinal game first. Uh, let's start with the Coventry game. Coventry was down one nothing through the sixth, was down to their final two at-bats. Uh, they got second and third and one out, and then Justin Mariano singled, playing both runners, putting them up 2-1. Uh, then John Booten got a two RBI single, making it four-one. Um, 
I'm sorry, it's the first trip to the state final since 1984 when they won Yeah, when they, they haven't won, won a title. Oh, yeah. when they won a title. Oh, no, they, they played in the championship, yeah. Sleep. Yeah. They lost in 84, 63, 62. So championship appearances are very rare yep. for Coventry. This is something that should be cherished. Hopefully they bring up a lot of people for the game. I, I don't, feel like I don't, I don't know how, do. that, how that school travels. Yeah. Um, I don't know how Notre Dame-West Haven will travel either. So Notre Dame-West Haven obviously pulled the big upset last night. Uh, the upset of the night, you know, I think that's even a bigger upset than prep losing because I think that prep game really was a was a toss up with, with yeah. Cheshire. Not that Notre Dame West Haven and Holy Cross wasn't, but I think Holy Cross was expected to get through S yeah. more so than prep was expected to get through. So Bob Carozzi was two for four with two RBIs uh, last night. The kid is hitting six fifteen in the tournament. Just absolutely crushing the ball for Notre Dame Fairfield. Uh, Notre Dame Fairfield's offense has 43 hits and 31 score runs scored. They're averaging 7.7 <coughs> runs a game. They're really playing good baseball right now. Yeah, and they come, they're coming from a, a conference where they're battle tested. Yeah, they played very good teams all year. Um, you know, this is a this is this is a not surprise. You know, looking back, it's like how do we not. You know, I think if we were doing full brackets, we both would have had uh, Notre Dame Fairfield playing Holy Cross in the semis. Probably, um, yeah. And then you kind of go from there. Or St. Paul playing. St. Paul. Um, I had St. Paul, right? Saint, yeah, yeah. Coming out of that Catholic school bracket. Right, Notre Dame um, beat St. Paul and Holy Cross to get here. Yeah. And, and also, we, we forgot to mention that Chapag was the other team, the team that Coventry beat. Yes. Uh, Chapag had a great season. They were the number one seed. So I think a lot of us thought that Chapag could make a run. Well, too, and this so. is why and we'll get into it when we make our when we make our picks or whatever. This is this is why I'm going with Coventry. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you're going to take Coventry. Tell me. What I'm taking Coventry. They have a lot of three runs in the <laughs> tournament. Okay. And I talk to a lot of guys. I have a, still have a lot of connections in the virtual league. I don't know if I've mentioned that enough. Um, Chapag could hit. They could hit. They could hit. They could hit. And Coventry held them to one run. I mean, it was a one nothing game. They got their four runs late. But this is a team that can pitch. Yeah. This is a team that can pitch. And, you know, I just I just love this story, the school coming out of the NCC. Not a lot of love from really any. I mean, their their girls' softball team is also playing well. And uh, you kind of, nobody really knows about them. And, and you know, I kind of like these kind of stories. And, you know, they're going up against the school of choice. And you're kind of... Uh, you know what's the what's the thing with the giant? Um, and he beats David him with and Goliath. Rock. David and Goliath. Yeah, is that a giant? Yeah, I don't know. He beats him with a rock, but Goliath um, was like a yeah giant. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I like these stories. It's hard not to pick against them. With players like Justin Mancino, John Bolton, they've allowed three runs in the tournament. I mean, this is a this is a this has the making for an unbelievable run in an unbelievable championship matchup. Yeah. So I'm going to say. Coventry has allowed three runs in the tournament. Notre Dame Fairfield. Notre Dame Fairfield has scored thirty-one runs in the tournament. Something will give. Something's got to give here. You know, I like Notre Dame Fairfield coming out of the SWC. I just think going through that schedule and playing those teams and playing a bunch of double L teams and L teams prepares you for this tournament. Um, I think they've been playing really well. I think since they got through St. Paul and Holy Cross, that was the tougher road. No offense to Chapag or anyone that Coventry beat to get there. But that's the tougher road. And they had to get through Old Line, who we thought was a good team and was a team that got top 10 votes somewhat, too. So <clears throat> they won three games against really good teams. Uh, you know, So I'm going to take Notre Dame Fairfield here. I, I think that they're going to keep it rolling. I think they're going to give 
the private schools, you know, one state championship uh, this year. Well, you mentioned the runs. I mentioned the pitching. What's the old saying? Offense wins games, but defense and pitching wins championships. Sure, I've heard that before. Okay. Yeah. So that I, I, look, I, I don't, I, I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I mean, we saw it last no. night with St. Joe. It's, yeah. a, it's the same kind of thing. Like a good pitcher is going to shut down good hitting, and if that, and if your pitching is not going to be up to up to par, then yeah. forget it. No, you know? absolutely. I think. I think. You know, you look up and down these these at these four championship games, and there's not um, there's no mismatch. No, granted, not that if any team gets to this point, there is you know it's not a mismatch. But you look and you even look rankings wise, like you know, um, you know seed wise, like okay, well you know Cheshire Ridgefield, that's what three four. Yeah, and then you look at Windsor Brand uh, Windsor Weathersfield, it's one eleven. Yeah, but Weathersfield and Windsor already played. There's a rivalry, so you know that kind of gets squashed. They're in Coventry's five six. Five six, so that's a, obviously a competitive game. And then you have Seymour Wolkett, who's three nine. Three nine. They already played NBL yeah. rivalry, so that kind of gets squashed. So there is no mismatch. We're not looking at a game being like, oh, I don't want to watch this game, or oh, this game's going to be a blowout. Every game is going to be a competitive game. Every game is going to come down to the final pitch, the final out, the final strike, whatever whatever thing you want to say. Every game, you're going to be on your toes for every inning of every game. I think Weathersfield... So I said Weathersfield is one of two teams that are double-digit seeds. They're the, they're the only one, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're the only double-digit seed that made it. Sleep. Just blame sleep. That's... Sleep. <laughs> sleep. Uh, like I said, I came back last night after my game and did all the research for this show. So I think most of it's pretty accurate. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> but you know what helped is we had guys out writing great game stories. Doug Bonjour, Ryan Lacey, Chris Ellsbury, Rich Gregory. Morelli wrote those two. Joe Morelli. The stuff that you, that you and Sean did. And oh, what you did. You can give yourself a little credit. I pat myself on the back way too much. Right. Anyway. I didn't go and reread my own story. <laughs> I, I did retain the information. Oh, really? <laughs> I always write stories, and then like an hour later I read them and be like, did any of this make sense? <laughs> I do reread my stories before I print them, but I mean, like when I was researching for the show, I didn't reread myself. But yeah, a, a ton of good stuff. They, these games were covered really well, and we're going to keep covering them. Like we said, follow along with us. Uh, follow Game Time CT on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um... When we get to the finals, we're gonna do uh, the dirt dog for this week, and then we're gonna give a dirt dog out. I think from each game, right? From each game that uh, for the final this week, we're gonna give a dirt dog away for each game. So this is the last singular dirt dog, the last standalone dirt dog, last and uh, we both dog. agreed on this kid. Uh, Should we and, do the drums? Yeah, drums. The dirt dog of the week is Ben Shadick from Cheshire. Just an unbelievable. Gutsy, gritty performance by a kid. He comes in with the bases loaded, gives up the three-run double. He could have just given, you know, he could have just caved in that. Right. The next pitch could have been a meatball, yeah. and then game's over, and exactly. to the finals. Yeah. And he just about three and a third innings out of the bullpen. He comes in the seventh, pitches the eighth, ninth, and tenth. Just unbelievable. Great performance, great. I was standing next to his mom and his grandfather. <laughs> they were up the line taking photos. And uh, when they came in, they were like, oh, oh, Benjamin. Like, they were getting real nervous, and he gave up the hit. And uh, I was kind of, like, felt bad. I was like, oh, man. Like, this, like, you know, God, you know, you're kind of like, you know, at that moment, you're just like a person. The family of a pitcher is yeah. always on edge. And then uh, he came back, and he just was lights out after the game. Uh, light, lights out afterwards, and... Uh, you know, it was really impressive to see. And then the way his teammates spoke about him after, you know, Ben DeLabelle was like, you know, we had confidence in him, this and this. Matt Downing was, like, all about it. You know, Matt Downing pitched, you know, he pitched a great game, too. 
Uh, but for Ben to come in, rally from that, and you know, not get down on himself and just go and battle and battle and battle, and he got out a great a peripheral prep lineup littered with Division One talent. Yeah, and um, you know, he buckled down and went right after him, and uh, that says a lot about a kid. It does, and congratulations to him. Uh, we're going to see a bunch of Division One talent this weekend in these God, yeah. in these four games. Really good players on on all all four games. If you can get down to Palmer Field Friday night for the Dell or Saturday for any of the three games, it is a really fun day of baseball. If you like baseball, you got a kid that likes baseball, bring them yep. to these games. It does not really get better than nope. this in high school baseball. In and then quickly the schedule: Friday nights is L at seven. Yeah. Uh, double L Saturday at, at noon. noon. Class S is three thirty at noon, and the wrap us up at seven o'clock is the Class M game. Right. It's actually going to be a really nice nightcap. And then we're gonna it's and then nice we're nightcap. gonna we're gonna Facebook Live. We're gonna record a podcast from there, and then we're gonna come back on Tuesday to recap the season together. Yes. So there'll be two more, uh, you know, high school season uh, podcasts Can after we, this. Only one more breakfast. Oh, oh, sad. Sad. We can sad. keep meeting for breakfast. We could. Like. We yeah. could if you want to. That's fine. I'd like to. All right. We can do that. Maybe we just move it a little closer. We'll move it a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, we will see you guys Friday and Saturday. Like I said, follow along with us. Find the feeds. Uh, we are going to cover this thing wall to wall. We hope you've enjoyed the coverage that we've given you all season, and we hope you continue to enjoy the coverage that we give you during the finals. Pete and I really, really love doing this. I hope it shows when when we do this work. Um, Listen, kids, keep your gloves down. Don't ruin the game for your friends. For High and Tight, I'm Scott. I'm Pete. See ya. Later.